All right, everyone, welcome back to the Full Throttle Pod. I'm Evan, your host. I'm with Pat and Dan once again today, and we just finished watching the Hungarian Grand Prix. Max Verstappen won. Um, kind of a boring race. Guys, how are we feeling about it? Uneventful. Yeah, there say. wasn't a lot going on. Going on. We had a fun turn yeah, one. Yeah, fun race. turn one. <laughs> After that was just lots of gaps between cars. Max just drove off into the distance. It was... It was... Yeah, definitely one of the more boring F1 races we've had in recent history. Um, I would say even more boring in Monaco. I think the field spread was just too high. Hungary is kind of a weird track. It's pr- provided some good races in the past, but I think of these current cars, it just it's really hard to overtake. And you saw no one could get an overtake done. Like turn one was the only spot anybody would ever try to make a move. And then you're just falling behind the car for the rest of the, rest of the lap until you get back to turn one. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um Again, Max Verstappen won from pole. Red Bull equals. No, sorry, Red Bull's not pole. He actually did not Red win Bull. from pole. He did not win from pole. I'm sorry. Lewis Hamilton, Hamilton started pole. Lewis Hamilton started pole. Red How Bull. Could you forget, man. Listen, it's been. It was a boring race. All right, we had not a lot going on. My brain's kind of followed because I was sleeping through half of it. So I mean, he won by 30 seconds and he didn't start from pole. So he did win by 30 seconds. All right, so let's get let's get into the constructors. Um, we'll start with Red Bull. Red Bull, Max Verstappen P1, um, Sergio Perez P3. Max Verstappen won from second place off the grid. Got the start. Uh, got the can't talk today. Got the start at the beginning of the race. Didn't look back after that. Won by well over half a minute. Um, good race for Max. Red Bull breaks their all time. Red Bull breaks the all time race record um, for wins in a row with twelve, beating McLaren out. Um, good day for Max. Yeah, I think yeah. so. For him to just have that spotlight again, um, especially after yesterday's qualifying, it's good to see that, you know, Red Bull's just up to their potential again. And then as well with Perez, who didn't even make it out of Q1, going all the way up to podium. Yeah, that's that's a, that's where Red Bull is supposed to be. You know, yeah. going going up there, competing against other teams. Uh, putting down their foot when it comes down to just doing the job right. And uh, I think they did a really good job doing that. Yeah. Checo finally made Q3 this week, um, albeit P9. So not as spectacular qualifying, but managed to bring it back up to P3 um, for the first time in a while. He's finally on a podium. Solid day for Checo. I think um, a lot of noise around him and Danny Ricardo and Yuki Sonoda, obviously this week with Danny Ricardo coming back. But do you think that's... Is this what he needed to do to kind of solidify his spot, saying, hey, this is my seat, and I'm going to be here for a while? Danny Rick? Danny Rick, right. Um, they were talking about uh, Sergio Perez. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no, definitely, he definitely had a great drive today. I mean, coming, well, he was in like nine, right? That's where he started. Yeah, he start, started, started P9, finished P3 on the podium. I mean, yeah, he was never going to take overtake Lando. Lando just had too big of a gap, and obviously mm-hmm. Max is was way out there, but yeah, no, it was definitely a great performance out of him today. I mean, he needed to prove something, and he was definitely probably driver of the day. Yeah, I think he did get driver of the day, if um, if I'm not mistaken, but like I mentioned before, he's just up to his game now. He's in a Red Bull car. They expect a lot, and I think he just fulfilled that uh, potential with him uh, being on that team. So You just got to figure out Saturdays. Yeah, because... there's just... Uh, something that there's there's just something with him and Quali Day and then F uh, FP one to three. There's 
I don't know how they just don't have um, enough data to make his car, you know, drivable when it's quality and for the Grand Prix. So they just got to like even it out. Yeah, that is, that is a really good point. Sergio Perez, when he gets together on a Saturday, most likely will be good on a Sunday. I think just over, but in definitely the last several races that he just hasn't been there. Um, what are you going to do though? It's Red Bulls running away with this championship. So let's, let's move on from them. They did obviously a great job today, um, but let's go to the team whose record they just broke. McLaren. Landon Norris finished P2 after starting P3 on the grid. Oscar Piastri, incredible start. Unfortunately, only managed to finish P5. But McLaren, I think it's safe to say that McLaren is back. And dare I say it might be the number two team in Formula 1 right now. I think they are the number two now. That's a, the last two weeks. That's a bold statement. But again, there is no other competition that we're seeing right now between Red Bull and another team. Um, Mercedes is just lacking a little bit, especially towards the beginning of the race. But at the end, they do look strong. Um, but if we're focusing on McLaren, you know, last three races, they've been top 10 and top 10 with both drivers, which is phenomenal if you ask me, especially since one of them is just a rookie. So seeing them up there on the leaderboards is definitely, uh, definitely, you know, eye taking. Yeah. Not even top 10, top five. They've just been, they've been on a hot streak. They said at the beginning, the, the beginning of the season, this car stinks. We have upgrades coming. Just be patient. Lando was, you know, visibly and vocally frustrated with the team, but it seems like they've finally gotten a car underneath them. And this is the second race in a row now where Lando has been keeping pace with Max. Like Max would have a five second gap, but that's solely because Lando started like behind him or had to fight with another car. And that five second gap will stay a five second gap for a good amount of time. It's not like Max is just driving away um, from the field anymore. Again, granted, he wins by 30 seconds, but I think that's more to do with Max having such a good car that people are were saying we're not even going to compete with him today. It's more Lando and he's, okay, I'm in second. I need to cover off Checo. I need to cover off Hamilton. I need to cover off Piastri. So that brings in more pits where Max can just drive off by himself and skip a pit stop or two because no one's no one's threatening him. I agree. Let's talk about Piastri um, a bit more. Obviously, Lando had a great day, but Piastri... It seemed like today was going to be his day. Um, started P4 on the grid, and then at the start went up to P2. Um, great it was overtake. Only, great overtake. Hamilton and Norris both went wide into turn one. And Hamilton, Norris, and Verstappen all went wide into turn one. Piastri just sent it up the inside. Got the overtake done to P2. Stayed P2 comfortably for the majority of the beginning of the race as well. The only reason he lost P2 is because McLaren decided to undercut him with Lando Norris. Um, so Lando really didn't even overtake Piastri today. It was it was really done by McLaren um, through strategy. But he's good, man. He's really, really good. Again, this is only his 11th race now in Formula 1. He didn't race a single car at all last year. So he took an entire year hiatus, 11th race in Formula 1, and he's putting in performances like this. Yeah. I mean, what did he, what did he get last week at Silverstone? I can't remember, but I mean, like last P four, P five, something like that. Yeah, he's, he's been he's yeah. been right there. He's been knocking on the door of a podium, but he just hasn't gotten there yet. Yeah, Still scoring I, I thought today was going to be the day, but Perez kind of came up yeah. to the field. Yeah, he came out of nowhere. Yeah, if, if it wasn't for Perez today, I think. Well, I think Lewis probably would have actually scored the um scored the final podium spot. But again, Piastri, he's got a good future ahead of him. He's gonna he's just a rookie. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 in the same as he's in the same as as um. 
uh, Logan, Logan Sargent right now. And you see what Logan Sargent's doing. I'll be, I'll be in a Williams, but just the, the composure. Because a lot of rookies we've even seen over the last couple of years, a lot of crashes, a lot of mental mistakes. Pay actually has none of that. He's just literally like a seasoned vet out there. I definitely think that year of, you know, just focusing on training and um, taking time off before he actually got gets into a real race car helped him so, so much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, definitely helped him with his mental state about being an F1 driver as well. Um, compared to like Nick DeVries, who just really, really wanted to get a spot with an F1 after the race at Monza. So looking back, you know, Piastri ended up making a huge investment with just taking a year off, making sure that he understands what F1 is, and then Mm -hmm. performing his best when the time comes. I agree. I completely agree. All right. Let's move on from McLaren. They had a great day. Let's go to the next team, um, kind of best of the rest today. Mercedes. Um, Mercedes obviously had two tails in qualifying with Lewis Hamilton grabbing his first pole since Saudi Arabia in 2021. George Russell got eliminated in Q1 uh, due to some traffic and some other issues. Lewis Hamilton finished P4. George Russell went from P18 to P6. Tough day for Lewis Hamilton, obviously. Um, but I think overall, he showed some strong pace towards the end of the race. But I think Mercedes is just, they're a bit lost right now, I think. They've had times where they looked like they were to clear clip number two again. But it always seems like there's just one team, whether it be McLaren, Ferrari, Aston Martin, that is are always in between them every weekend, between them and, and um, Red Bull, it seems right now. Yeah, I think that Mercedes just needs to be more consistent. It's hard to yeah. see you guys or Mercedes, you know, get pole, and then the other driver is all the way down to um, not even out of 15, Q1. 16th. Yeah, exactly. I mean, George Russell made an awesome comeback, you know, getting back on to – uh, Leclerc and being Six at least please. five, at least being five seconds from him. Yeah. But the team just needs to be more organized with their drivers and how they strategize. Yeah, but I think Mercedes is arguably one of the better teams when it comes to being organized and just even strategy wise, yeah. they're they're up there. But Merck will make like the best out of the situation. They're really good at that. Yeah, but yeah. It's just like consistency. I mean, we had like the the issues with Lewis's car today. That's why he was kind of lacking pace for yeah. quite a while. They were like, oh, it's overheating. You got a lifting coast. Yeah. Tires are too hot, blah, blah, blah. And the loose is just like managing all this and then still getting fourth place is like crazy. Yeah. I mean, he, he could have like dropped through the field if he just like didn't take care of that or, but yeah, no, it's just hard. Cause I mean, like yeah. he kind of did pull a pole out of his ass yesterday, but <laughs> I mean, he still got it on pole. He still got it on pole and. But, I mean, bad turn one, which is fine, back in fourth place, and then car issues to still yeah. manage fourth place. Out of that, it's, I think that's still a great day for him. Yeah, I think he definitely outperformed the car. I think both drivers are honestly outperforming the car. Yeah. I Just looking at the race, Pat, we talked about this during the race, that car had no business being on pole. Like, at no. all. <laughs> that car had no business no. being on pole. Um, it was a rocket in quality. It was, it's but... Just- if Come race pace, he wasn't there. Gas, man. Yeah, the thing's full of fuel. It's just so slow. Yeah, yeah I don't know why. It struggles with its tires. It struggles with. Mm-hmm. 
Just that extra like unnecessary weight. Well, you need fuel, but the extra yeah. weight that yeah. I guess Mercedes doesn't anticipate during the race definitely, uh, you know, skews the the standings. Yeah, I think it's Dan. You brought up a good point about consistency. I think it's not even as much as the strategies and drivers being. I think Lewis and George are pretty good at getting the best out of whatever that car has. Like no one's ever talking about Mercedes and like. Yeah, Lewis and George underperformed today because arguably they're the best driver pairing on the grid when it comes to these pure talent and pace wise. And yeah. they're always they're always putting that car where it probably shouldn't be. Um, but I think the car itself just needs to be more consistent. It just seems, oh, today the car's too draggy. Oh, today the car doesn't have enough downforce. Oh, today the car isn't good in the low speed corners. Oh, today the engine's just not good. It's just it just they can't seem to get together a full package of a car where i think that's what might have put mclaren that that's definitely what um aston martin had at the beginning of the season they had a complete car where nobody else did besides red bull right their car could go in all situations and be competitive aston's obviously dropped away but i think mclaren now is has that car where they put the car out there and it's pretty good in all situations they're not saying yeah we're three tenths off in the straights because we had to run too much drag to this week or too much rear wing this week, you know? Definitely. The McLarens look good. McLarens do look good. Um, yeah. Let's talk George Russell. George Russell came from P18 to P6. Like, quiet, Great quiet, performance. quietly good drive from, from Russell right there. Especially considering his teammates started on pole and they only fish, um, finished two positions apart. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. I think it's a sneaky good drive from George there. No, Especially managing the the hunt down the Ferraris at the end, I would agree. Yeah, that you know five second penalty from Leclerc, and then coming back straight behind him, uh, out of nowhere, like you guys were mentioning, is just a fantastic performance from George. Yeah, we need more. We need more stuff like that where yeah. they just come out of nowhere and you know are actually battling against uh, good teams and good manufacturers. I believe they'll figure it out again. I think there's inherent pace in that car. We see it at the end of the race, and they're the yeah. fastest car on track all of a sudden. So they just need to they need to figure it out. But another team that needs to figure it out is Ferrari. Let's let's get into them. Another race where they are seemingly nowhere again. Um, we're the clear cut number one team last year at the beginning. We're the clear cut number two team last year, and arguably coming into this year, they were supposedly supposed to be the clear cut number two team. And as of right now, they'll be like fourth they are fourth in the constructors and mclaren has now closed the gap to 70 points wow so they could be fifth by the end of the year that's just crazy knowing with you know switching team principles and you know having these modifications towards the cars as well and upgrades uh again it's just about the drivers taking control over the race. I think Poe mentioned it uh, during the live stream of the race. You know, uh, science is making his own calls during the race. Yeah. And then his engineer is like, yep, we could do that, sure. And <laughs> you usually, you know, that's that's not how you make a good team and a good, you know, uh, standing between everybody else. You need to have, you know, a plan beforehand and if something does if that plan doesn't work then you go to another one but you yep. can't just start making stuff up during the race i think that's yeah. just 
that's the lack of uh, strategy between, you know, the engineers and the, the people who are in the back of the paddock. They, the communication is just not there. And it's yeah, sad to I see mean, that because they are annoying them. Yeah, absolutely. It's destroying it. I mean, look at it today. I mean, this was a race where there was like easy strategy calls. It was like they found out initially the hards were like the best tire and the mediums were like there. So it was medium or hard and it was a two-stop race and they were dropping in the pack. Like they were fucking it up. They were screwing up the easiest yeah. race of the year. Yeah. Yep. I, I completely agree. Yeah. Disaster in the... Signs had that communication. Yeah, signs had that one moment. Signs had that one moment that Dan brought up where uh, Checo was behind him towards the end of the first stint, and he said that he was going to pit whenever he thought Signs was going to overtake him. And his engineer was literally like, "Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's 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 do that plan. I like that." Yeah, <laughs> like, like why why is why is Signs having to come up with his own strategies mid race? That's that shouldn't be the job of a driver who has to. One, keep the car on the track and be competitive. Two, he's trying to fend off another driver right now who's in the fastest car in the grid trying to overtake him. And now he's thinking about his own strategy calls too, what he needs to do to, to have the best race. And then you had Leclerc come on it on the radio too. And Pat was like, I can't even understand what Leclerc is saying, but that's just how upset he was with the strategy. He said, what is the strategy? Where are we? Yeah. Because Sainz, oh, yeah, Sainz, Sainz was in front of Leclerc. Leclerc had newer tires had better better pace he was lapping at least a couple tenths faster per lap than signs was and they wouldn't let leclerc through <laughs> and then it comes back to bite them at the end of the race because now leclerc didn't have five seconds over signs didn't have mm-hmm. five seconds over russell and now instead of finishing p6 leclerc finishes p7 basically seven. or do you finish p7 yeah he finished p7 and basically fought, got russell through both of the ferraris so both ferraris dropped back a position yeah it's just I don't know, man. Ferrari, Ferrari is an uh, absolute, absolute disaster right now. Definitely got to step it up because I can't keep up. watching F1 if they're not going to be in the front row. <laughs> I think, I think that Ferrari will finish P5 in the Constructors' Championship. I, I, I firmly believe that. Especially, no one has an answer for McLaren right now besides Red Bull. So McLaren's going to keep yeah. putting in these P2, P3, P4 performances. It's not going to take a lot of those when Ferrari is only scoring five or six points a race between both mm-hmm. drivers to get there so not not looking good for them at all we mentioned aston martin earlier fernando alonso this might be his worst race of season finished p9 lance stroll p10 um their pace is also gone completely downhill Mm-mm. they were yeah. clear cut the number number two car in formula one at the beginning of the year they were challenging red bull for podiums every single race nobody could touch them at all and now i think aston martin's a midfield team again Sad to see that because, you know, they started off so strong and then all of a sudden, I guess their upgrades didn't work or there's just something happening be- behind the scenes that we don't know about. And, you know, Alonzo's like he was prepared to start winning races and mm-hmm. start like getting consistent, you know, points on the board and for the standings. But to see now that they're only, you know, barely making top 10 and barely getting yeah. any points any weekend. It's just sad to see that. It is. And he at one point said, this is the last time we're not going to be the podium all season. And similarly, since that statement, they've been nowhere near a podium. I think he got one in what have been Canada where he got back up on the podium. But after that, they've been nowhere near it. Um, and then 
it's hard to argue against Lance Stroll right now. He finished P10, um, not too far away from his teammate. You can't really argue to get Lance Stroll out of that seat if the car is not performing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Stroll's doing all right, I think. He's, I don't know. I mean, he's kind of there. It's just, I mean, nothing like amazing out of Lance, but I mean, it's Lance Stroll. Yeah, it's Lance Stroll. He's currently sitting P9 to Constructors. Um, He just got surpassed by Lando this race. Um, Mm. Not good. Speaking of Constructors Championships, and this is supposed to show you what's happening with Aston Martin, Lewis Hamilton is now only six away, six points away from Fernando Alonso in the Drivers' Championship. Wow, that used to be that used to be eighty something. Yeah, so that's how much it's fallen away. Yep. So Lewis, Sergio is uh, second place. Obviously, Max is first. Um, Fernando Alonso is about thirty something points, thirty two points away from Sergio, and then Lewis is only thirty seven points away. That was terrible math, wasn't it? Nope. Thirty eight points. It's thirty eight points away from 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 uh, Sergio Perez. So not looking good. And then Carlos Sainz still beating Charles Leclerc in in the drivers' championship. I mean, they're only seven points away, but still, uh, Ferrari's got to figure it out. We already talked about them. I mean, every Aston time Martin. Leclerc gets on the radio, it sounds like he's gonna cry. I mean, probably because he's, he's got like tears. He's in about eyes. to cry, like, guys. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> where where is everyone? What's the best tire? And the the pit was like, we'll get back to you. And then nothing. And he's like, what the fuck? And the, like, you know what they box, do? Box, you, you know what they do? They go on the other phone stack. They go on the phone and say, oh, Carlos, Carlos, what's what's the better tire? <laughs> they ask Carlos. While they ask Carlos. And then they go back to Leclerc like, yeah, um, our intel says that the medium is the best tire to be on right now. <laughs> man. Oh, man. Clowns, bro. Absolute clowns, but it's okay. Ferrari will figure it out. All right. Yeah, let's let's move on. Let's move on. It keeps Williams. getting worse, man. It does keep getting worse, but it, at least the strategy is not as bad. Well, no, their strategy is just as bad. It's, it's just not it's in like, getting worse. It's, it's getting it's, worse. You know what it is? It's not worse. in the limelight anymore. They don't have like the media all on them of being the number two driver on the drivers or a car anymore. So no one really cares if Ferrari screws up their strategy anymore because they're not, as Lando Norris quote unquote said towards the end of the race, they're not racing for anything. So <laughs> damn. Um, it was an absolute brutal roast to the back. Yeah, Lando Norris. Yeah, like, um, blue flag, blue flag. Get him out the way. He's not racing for anything. <laughs> what are they doing? They're not racing for anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Lando. Lando, I, I love watching Lando being up there. I think it's good for the sport. Um, yeah. People are finally going to see how good he is. Let's move on. Let's talk about Williams. Um, Williams, I think we said last week, is now definitely a midfield team, no longer at the back of the grid. No points for them today, but Alex Albon was right on the edge, finishing P11, um, and then Logan Sargent finishing um, last of all the cars that did finish in P18. Um, I think he uh, DNF'd himself, like, the last lap. Oh, yeah, that DNF'd spin himself. Right. was just... Right. Yeah, he spinned in, like, the last lap. He did. <laughs> he oh, sorry, almost got clobbered yeah. by the uh, AlphaTauri. He almost did, yeah. Logan Sargent had a spin um, towards the end of the race, ended up just retiring the car after that. Sorry, he did not finish the race. He was just he qualified or he classified as a finisher um, because he completed enough laps. Um, yeah, Williams looking good. I would love to see somebody else in that second seat besides Logan Sargent because I think it's a similar situation to Alpha Tower right now. Is is Alex Albon really that good or is Logan Sargent just really that bad? But I think they're going to give Logan Sargent some more time. I think Logan Sargent will probably be there for at least two or three years. Um, give him some time to develop. 
but we'll see what drivers come in the market and, and what Williams decides to do. But they're Williams is regularly threatening the points now. Um, unlike some of the other bottom table teams. So how are we feeling yeah. about Williams? Man, this is hard to tell because we're seeing them, you know, place almost top 10, but they're just not quite there yet. Yeah. Uh, definitely Alex Albon is stepping it up this year. But again, having that rookie by your side really, really deters, uh, you know, the standings when it comes to Williams as a placeholder or a grid holder. So yeah. we need we need him to start. Um, you know, taking the role of, all right, I'm going to learn from the first driver and then I could do my own stuff. You're still a rookie. You, he's still learning. He just got out of F2 a year ago. Um, like I mentioned before with uh, P. Ashtry, uh, he's probably not mentally there. And uh, the, the physicality between F1, F2 to F1 is huge. So... He's just he just needs to keep learning, and uh, the learning curve is just too drastic right now. Yeah, I I agree, Logan. Pat, how do you feel about Logan Sargent so far this season? I think Logan is definitely underperforming. I mean, he's in a Williams and a rookie, so it's like, all right, we get that. But uh, I mean, Albon also, I feel like he's like right on the bubble. You know, like Albon, you get those like he's like barely gets into Q two. But like barely gets into Q three. But he's performing like, though. He's performing for that car. It's perform like he's performing. It's like does still feel like he's like outside though. Yeah. Personally. I still feel like he's like he's I don't know, like I guess they're kind of breaching into that midfield team, but Logan yeah. Sargent's definitely holding him back. Yep. Uh, I, I would I, mean, I would agree with that. Spinning back as a back marker, like on lap seventy, like you can't be doing that. Here here's my thing is is Logan Sargent a long-term solution and a long-term driver in F1? I don't think so. Um, I don't think Logan Sargent's a long-term solution. I don't think he's going to be one of these drivers we're going to be talking about seeing him race for the next five, six, seven years in Formula One. Um, so I think he's purely there for monetary purposes because Doralton Capital um, is one of the biggest sponsors in Williams, that they said, in order to, in order to bring in um, all of that money, they wanted an American driver in there. So they went out and got Logan Sargent. But mm. it's one of those things is, where is Williams? I think they need to take a couple more steps um, before they start seriously considering, hey, let's get, not saying Logan Sargent's not a good driver, but let's get a like a serious second driver in here to drive this car. I don't think Logan Sargent's really hurting them right now. I think they're seeing what the car is capable of and testing out Alex Albon, who we know is a capable driver. Um, so that's just my take. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think Logan's like maybe not holding them back, but he's definitely underperforming a little bit. Yeah. But I think we Again, he's a rookie. Time. He's a rookie. Yeah. And I'm, we're not going to tear him apart. Like uh, Red Bull tore apart Nick DeVries, but I mean, their situation is <laughs> different, but yeah, he's a rookie. We'll give him time. But as of right now, not, not super impressed with them. Alfa Romeo, um, insane qualifying. Joe you started mm. P5. Um, Alpha Valtteri Bottas started P7. Terrible start for both of them. Um, I think Joe Wing was Wing you caught on the phone. Yeah, he was he was either on the phone or sleeping at the on the grid line because he went from P5 to P16. Uh, he waited a solid two seconds before after the lights went out to get that car going. 
Um, Valtteri yeah. Botas just got caught in traffic, couldn't really make any moves at the start, and just dropped a couple places. Well, not and... only did Joe not start the race on time, I mean, he was like a second off the line slow, caused a huge backup, and then locked up, hit Danny Rick, and then Danny Rick ended up hitting, what, Gasly or Ocon, and then both Alpines got taken out. So you're, so you're blaming Joe Gangu for all this? You're saying it's just yeah. domino effect? <laughs> I mean, he... He didn't come off the line. He, like, totally screwed up everybody else behind him because they, all they had to go with over around because he was just, like, a fucking pylon sitting in the middle of the track. And then he hits he hits Danny... He slams Danny Rick in the back and then just torpedoes Danny Rick into the Alpines. Like, yeah. Joe... That was, yeah, that not was a good a look. Horrible three laps. And then it was just like, all right, this race is over. <laughs> Man, you had you're like, not a good P5, you're like, all right, maybe he can, like, manage some points. Is no. Neither of them laps. scored points. You started P5, no. P7. Neither of them could score points. And they looked racy throughout the race as well. Remember, we were talking, Pat. Joe Gwang Yu um, and Valtteri Bottas, they pitted early. But they put on the hards, and they started setting fastest laps. Both of them. Oh, yeah. Like, that was crazy. Was fastest like, laps. I was like, whoa, what is going on? Granted, they were like P17, P18 at that point, so it didn't really matter. Yeah, um, they're so far back. But I think the Alfa Romeo was racy this week. We'll see what happens next week at Spa. But yeah, that power unit yeah. helped them up to a certain point, and then the drivers just kind of shit the bed. Yeah, I mean, oh well, sorry, sorry, Alfa Romeo, but maybe next week we'll see. Alfa Romeo is against one of those teams that's just in limbo, they're kind of waiting for Audi to take them over. I don't think yeah. anything they do right now actually matters. <laughs> like, no, um, and there's a strong chance. I mean, I think Valtteri might stay, but I think there's a strong chance that both of those drivers are out. Um, Come I think Valtteri retires if anything. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't if say Alpha that. like if Alpha like is like we're done, and then there's like we don't know who want to who we want to put in the seat, and like Botas's job is up for position. I don't think he fights to come back. So here's the thing: I think Valtteri Botas and Joe Guangyu, they're two like Joe Guangyu is underrated. I think he's I think he's severely underrated. Like last year, he as a rookie, he performed extremely well. Yeah. Um, He's not like a bad driver. He can like he races his race pace is pretty good. He can overtake. His qualifying is not horrific. Um, there's definitely drivers on the grid that are worse than Zhou Guangyu, and there's certainly mm-hmm. drivers that are on the grid that are worse than Valtteri Bottas. Um, so if they were to be both out of a job, I think there's a stronger chance that some of these other drivers would go, so they could get into a spot um, rather than seeing Valtteri and, and Zhou Guangyu out of a seat. But that's that's just my take. I think I think Joe's doing pretty well. Yeah, I mean it's hard for him to like put a whole weekend together, like in the Alpha. That car stinks. The car, the car actually does. stinks. It does. I mean, he had the quality pace, but it was like the race pace. I, I don't was, was there, I guess. But then, I like, think it was similar to Mercedes. I think it was that car had no yeah. business being where it was, but hey, they got they got it together at the right time. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into Alpha Towery. Um, a lot of hype around AlphaTauri this week. Dan thought that they could potentially be top five um, <laughs> in qualifying and top five in the race, which they haven't done all season. But, hey, I dreamt that Hamilton could uh, get pole, and um, he did. But it is what it is. Danny Ricardo finished P13. Yuki Sonoda finished P15. I think the only thing I'm taking out of that is that car stinks, but Danny Rick beat Yuki Sonoda in a race, um, which is something that Nick DeVries, again, only managed to do two times. So I think Danny Rick came in, did what he had to do. Um, that's kind of always expected him to, hey, that car stinks. If you score points, great. Don't expect you to. 
but you do need to beat Yuki, beat Yuki Sonoda. That's exactly what he did. If I was Yuki, I'd be a bit worried right now. Can't lie. I think. No, not was... necessarily. Yuki because... had a bad weekend. You think he, he got, got like two? What was he like? Barely out of Q. He got eliminated. He got eliminated in Q one. Yeah, he got out in Q one. I mean, I don't know. Danny Rick was like kind of right there. They were both like equal on pace. I think it was just kind of starting position where they ended up. Yeah, not, not yeah. both of them didn't really move up and down on the grid. No. Boy, there yeah. wasn't really much passing they between them the either. Spots and Danny Rick, Danny Rick started in P13, finished P13, and I'm pretty sure Yuki Sonoda either started P15 or like P16 and finished P15. So they didn't really go anywhere the entire race. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I do think it is important that Yuki. There's a lot of hype around Yuki Sonoda saying, "Oh, he's so good. Look what he's doing to his teammate." Yuki Sonoda could be in for the Red Bull seat. He can't be getting beat by Danny Ricardo too, too much. Um, if he, if he, if that's his long-term goal as the main Red Bull seat, can't, that can't be happening. But solid week from um, AlphaTauri. weren't dead last, so good for them. Um, final two teams: Haas, Nico Hulkenberg, 14th; um, Kevin Magnussen, 17th. I don't know. Haas is just nowhere, man. Yeah, I forget. Can't really say much. They get two new They'll drivers. Show up one day. They'll show up like a Saturday. They'd be like, oh man, just Haas out of nowhere. You're like, oh, go for them. And then, yeah. Again, race day comes and yeah. nowhere. I wonder it's if it's because they're, cars. I wonder if it's if their cars, their car is 80% Ferrari. So I wonder if that's part of the issue. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to develop a car if it's not your car. You know what I mean? You're waiting for a Ferrari to do a lot of things. And then you don't really have like a, yeah. even a full understanding of how it works because you didn't build it. Um, that's also true and then you'll always be at least a step behind that team that's building your car because why would they give you the better car so it is what it is i don't know we don't have to talk much about haas they didn't do anything i don't even think they had any tv coverage the entire race so oh uh, kevin mags had a, had a daughter so congrats came back on your new baby um but oh, yeah. they weren't anywhere in the race lastly <laughs> alpine alpine double dnf Tough for thing. the second race in a row um not not a good look. Man. Both getting taken or taking out each other again for the second time this year. Um, they took each other out in Australia and just took each other out now. Esteban Alcon and Pierre Gasly already didn't like each other coming into the season. They weren't um, too happy to be teammates. I think this will be even stronger now because they've crashed into each other twice um, this year. And That's true, but you know. I think they're both French drivers or just mm. they have that French heritage and that's what Alpine wanted. You know, they wanted their heritage between the commitment of, you know, their drivers. But I don't I don't know what's going on. Alpine used to be a very strong competitive team. And then all of a sudden, like we're seeing these two drivers get at it at each other uh, in a bad way. And it's causing the team to just lose points and a shit ton of money you know those repairs are not cheap they're, they're between like five or six digits yeah so. they're expensive you can't you can't go wrecking your cars that much but hey not much Alpine, not much to say not good for them too because they were fourth in the constructors last year and currently mm-hmm. they probably sit seventh if i had to guess where, where are we at with, with them um six six and uh behind significantly 40 points behind a mclaren and about 30 points ahead of Williams. So ain't looking too hot for them, but what, what, what are you going to do? Um, let's just go through some some driver ratings and we'll, we'll wrap this up. 
We'll start at the very, very bottom. Um, Logan Sargent. Nope, that's qualifying. Pierre Gasly um, finished dead last, qualified P15. I'm going to give him – that's a, that's a three weekend for me. Three. That's maybe a two. Probably a two. That's a terrible uh, weekend. Yeah, that's two. Two. Esteban Akan uh, finished 19th, um, qualified P12. Man, another two. They're just yeah. lacking. Uh, four. Yeah, three. I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give both of them double twos. A double DNF, but they get double twos. Just bad weekend. They're gonna want to forget that weekend pretty fast because they're gonna be a spot next week. Um, so yeah, not good. Logan Sargent qualified dead last. Finished basically dead last because he <laughs> didn't DNF. finish. Um, <laughs> that's a one weekend, dude. Your your teammate. I mean, teammate only qualified P16, but he finishes P11 in the race. You had a spin. Probably one of the most embarrassing things you can do. Spun on your own in the race um yeah. wasn't even fighting anybody just took it for a spin and then dnf'd um on top of qualifying dead last that's that's a one for me that's terrible yeah that's a, that's another two i mean just sad yeah, yeah. not not that good k mag um qualified 19th finished dead last of everybody who finished um two two weekend not not good at all <laughs> I'll, I'll give him a three because he had. Yeah, I'll give him a three because he had a baby. I'll give him a three because <laughs> he had a baby, but that's yeah. not not good for for K Mag. <laughs> Tough one. Zhou Guangyu finished race P sixteen, second to last of all drivers mm. who finished. Qualified P five. No, I give him a one, man. I'm, I'm like he was either sending a, a Snapchat right before a race, or he was like, you know, contemplating, am, am I going to have a good dinner or something like that before Dude, or right after. <laughs> It yeah, was it was obvious. It was like, what the fuck? It was like all the cars were just he's just sitting there. He's like, oh, the race started. Cool. So let me just shit. let go of the clutch real slow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm a Formula One driver. That's crazy. <laughs> let me let me let me get going. Um, I'll give him. I'll give him. Nah, he also caused. He also caused hey, both Alpine. And he caused and an incident. He gets a four because of his qualifying. I'll give him a four. He had a good qualifying. We're, we're, we're reading right, the entire fair. weekend. We're reading the entire weekend. Okay, okay. Before. That's fair. Yeah. I still right, give him a one, man. You give got a new a power unit. You he qualified P5. Unit. Yeah, but that's with the new I mean, power unit. That's like unit. an 8 out of 10 performance on Saturday and then a 1 out of 10. So that's why I'm giving him a four. I think that even is not too bad a four. I'll give him three a four. I'll give him a four because his race was terrible. Yeah. Let's go. Yuki Sonoda. Yuki Sonoda uh, qualified P17, finished P15. Four. Got beat by his teammate for the third time this season. Four for me. Four. Four. Um, da, 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 who was next? Danny Rick. Nico Hulkenberg. Nico Hulkenberg finished P14. Um, qualified P10. Went backwards. Thanks. Uh, well, Grant, his teammate finished second to last. I'll give him a five. I don't think that Haas I was going to say quick. a five or a six. It's a Haas. You can't do much in a Haas. No. Like I you said, did it's 80% Ferrari, 20% garbage. So, <laughs> Yeah, I'll give I'll him give five. Him four. Four. It's fair. He didn't do much. Danny Ricardo. Daniel Ricardo. Daniel Ricardo. <laughs> Danny Rick. Um, qualified P13. Finished P13. I'll give him a six. He, he, he performed like he should. It's it's not a good car, mm. but the fact no. that the the fact that he's maintaining 
uh, a position instead of dropping back is is a good sign for him. Yeah, I I will give him I give him a six. I think P thirteen the the Alpha Tower is terrible, so P thirteen is yeah. pretty good. He beat his teammate, which he had to do. He outqualified his teammate, which he had to do. I'll give him a I'll give him a six. It's a six weekend for me. If he got in the points, probably a seven. But I think for a first week back, he's only been here for three days. Let's remember that too. It's not not too bad. Mm-hmm. Valtteri Botas qualified P seven, finished P twelve. Uh, four. Yeah, that's four. Yeah, two four. for each butt cheek. <laughs> I should make that Christ. the background of my. Uh, you should make that box. the background. Yeah, Alex I'll Albon over his butt, so it's just like you see his legs like this. <laughs> What the fuck? All right. Alex Albon qualified P16, finished race P11, right on the uh, edge. I don't know. Albon, he's had better performances recently. I'm going to give him a five. It was okay. Not terrible. Not what we've come to. I mean, it's crazy to say that we expected Williams to be within the top 10, but we kind of do at this point. Um, So that's a five for me. Yeah. Uh-huh. I agree. Everyone's giving him a five. Cool. Yes, sir. Lance Stroll qualified P14th. Finished in the points at P10. As he should. He's an Aston Martin, man. That car is part part Red Bull. So I'll I'll give him a five again. Yeah, I I agree. Actually, I might give him a four. He he needs to be doing better, man. I mean, granted, Alonzo only finished P9, but I think, well, no, I'll give him a five. I'll give him a five because if Alonzo only finished ninth and him finishing 10, that's, I guess that's good enough for me. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. You're not too far off your teammate, but yeah, he needs to start points. beating. He needs to start beating Alonzo. You can't be slaughtered by your teammate every single race of the of the year. That's that's unacceptable. But five for Lance Stroll. Fernando Alonso P nine qualified in P eight. Went backwards one spot. That's gonna be a four. Mm-mm. As a yeah. as a legendary driver like him, he's probably fr- as frustrated as the team, if not more frustrated. I agree. Yeah. No, he probably you can tell he's he's just been quiet. He hasn't really been saying much. I don't think he really has the freedom to criticize the team, granted who his boss is and who his teammate is. Um but with that being said, yeah, he needs to it needs to do better than that. And I feel like he should at least challenge one of the Ferraris and he was nowhere near them um the entire the entire race. So sounds good to me. Pat, what do you give him Alonzo? I'm a five. Five. Nothing crazy out of him. Fair enough. Carlos Sainz, Carlos Sainz, P8, qualified in P11. Give him a six. I give him a five. Five or five. Can't say too much. Just five. He got beat by his teammate. He got beat by his teammate. So, yep, five for me. That's true. I'll give him a six for calling his own strategy. That made sense. So, he'll get a six for me. Yeah, um, he's got two jobs on the team though: strategy yeah, director facts. and driver. So you gotta you gotta take that into consideration. Um, I mean, he's meanwhile he's a busy man out there. He's a busy man. Yeah. Meanwhile, Charles Leclerc qualified P six, finished P seven. Seven. Now that's a four for him. Yeah. He's got he's got to stop crying on the radio and just race. Uh, I'll give him. We can't. Just we can't give Carlos here. a five and give Leclerc a four, can we? Yes, we can. We, but he be. He only had one job. I guess you can do whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, I'll give him. I'll give him a five. I don't know. Four does sound better, but I'm not going to give him a lower grade than Carlos signs. I'll give him a five. five. Nope. Nope. He gets a four because he sped in the pit and could have gotten P- oh, yeah. P6. And the five yeah. second. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, he, right. he gets he gets right, a four right. for that speeding in the pits. You literally <laughs> threw you threw away a P six because you came into the pits too hot. So that's on you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, gave it up to George Russell actually. Yeah. Speaking of George Russell is next. George Russell qualified P eighteen, finished P six. Yeah, I, I give him an eight solid eight. Kid eight. came back from the back of the grid, so that's very that's nice a good, performance. That's a good good drive for that's a good drive in my opinion. That's up twelve places. Only Lewis is only two spots ahead of him in P four, um, and George probably wasn't getting past Perez nor Surface Stappen. I mean, he could have gotten past Piastri, maybe if he had enough time. But um, yeah, that's a P eight. That's an eight for me. Pat, what do we think? Yeah, I give him that, that range. Seven or eight. Sounds good. Oscar Piastri finished P5, qualified P4. I'm going to give him an eight. I mean, an eight for a P5 is probably a bit high, but um, he, I don't know. He had a great race for the most part. I think Land- uh, McLaren kind of screwed him over. What did we give him? Oscar eight Piastri. For a rookie, mm-hmm. yeah, he performed good. Eight, so, fair eight is fine with me. He seemed like he had car troubles. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton started P one, finished P four. Uh, six. I'm six. Mm. I think it was a tough he race did. for him. It was a really tough race. Honestly, you could probably even give him an eight, maybe even a nine. I mean, like for, managing P four out of that was yeah pretty good for for the entire weekend. I'll probably give him an eight. The race yeah, wasn't same. so good. He Actually, screwed up the start. No, the entire start, weekend, I give him a nine. The start was the start was on him, but he did come through in qualifying and then i guess he had a decent race towards the end so yeah maybe i'll give him an eight 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 uh-huh. sounds good enough so Dio perez qualified p9 finished p3 finally got back in the podium i'll give him eight. a nine just because he's got he's getting podium qualifying wasn't that good but again you know he had a decent race mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah. I, I would say i'm on a border between eight and a nine but I'll, I'll stick with an eight yeah i'd say eight good qualifying or yeah. bad qualifying good race Lando Norris P two qualified P three. Yeah, I give that kid a ten. And he held off. He held off Sergio Perez um, to secure yeah. the second place. So yeah, that's that's a ten for me, Lando. I think that might be two tens in a row. Um, but good job. He's 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 freaking driving out there. And then Max Verstappen. Um, I'll give him a nine because he didn't qualify P one in that car, but he did win by half a minute. So. Probably a ten because he didn't look threatened all day, so mm. that's, that's a ten for me for Max. He, he just, just looked comfortable. He yeah. knew how to drive the car. I'll give him a nine. And fastest lap, one by thirty three seconds. Um, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's yeah, completely ridiculous. But um, Formula yeah. Zero, I guess, made it look easy and this tied Schumacher for most most wins in a row. Um, Damn. so good for him. Good, good weekend. Good weekend for Max. All right, that's basically it. We have Spa next weekend. Should be a good race. I'm expecting Max Great to run choice. away like he did last year, um, where that car, everyone literally thought he was cheating last year because uh-huh. <laughs> it was a like bullet. A, bro, he had like a Formula <laughs> so Zero fast. car out there. He literally had like a Formula Zero car. That car was freaking stupid. Um, Didn't he gain like 10 places like in the first lap? Yeah, he was like something P2 stupid, by like, bro. he started like P14, was like P2 by like lap five or something like that. Oh, it was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so, nah, Spa should be exciting. Yeah, Spa should be a good race. Hopefully, let's let's, let's hope for no rain because Spa and rain don't really Spa, rain, and then uh, oh, um, not a rouge. 
Yeah, yeah spot Rouge. Ra- Rouge and Radeon. Radeon, not good. Not a good um, combination. We don't want another Lando Norris accident. No, and then, yeah, I think a driver just died there, like Formula 4, like a couple weeks <laughs> yeah, ago. Oh, yeah. So, That's true. They want to relay, relay out the track, but we'll see. I don't know. It's hard to get rid of a Rouge. I think you said either. I think you got to back the wall up, like back that wall way, way. It, the issue is the wall. The issue is that the wall, people crash into the wall and you bounce off that wall back onto the track at like the fastest corner, like in Formula yeah. One, probably. Um, so that's what the issue is. You bounce off the wall and get hit by a car going 200 something miles an hour. That, that's mm-hmm. that's a problem. Um, but hopefully we don't have that issue next week. Thank you guys so much for watching. Pat, Dan, anything to end it with? No. See you next week. All yes, good. Sir. See you next week. All right, guys. Thank you. You can follow us at Full Throttle Pod on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, um, Spotify. And this is available to stream on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you.